I want you to recall for a moment before we read the scriptures this morning, your childhood. And some of you are there right now, so you don't have to recall too much. But Pastor Jim wants to go back about uh, 55 years to the family trips of my youth, 55 years ago. I can still see it as I talk. We had one station wagon for the family of 10 people. Okay, no air conditioning. It may have been invented by then, but we never got on board with that for a while. Ten of us in a station wagon, about to travel nine hours to a, a lake called Lake Michigami in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. Now, as a parent, just kind of get this a little bit. You've got eight children in the car. With all the camping equipment, with everything that you're taking along for a week in one station wagon with 10 people, a little rack on top to help us out along the way. Never would stop at McDonald's or Burger King on the way. Everything, you had packed lunches, so you would stop at a roadside picnic table and eat as you would go up there and the like. We had to find something to pass the time. Can you imagine being dad or mom or, or, or a single parent driving for nine hours with eight children? What can we do to pass the time? <clears throat> now, understand, cars were invented by then, but I don't think we still had drop-down videos in the van that you could watch. Aren't they a blessing for those of you who are parents? Maybe you might not admit it, but it, it is kind of a blessing. No drop-down video, so we had to resort to playing games. And we, I remember the, some of the games we played, and some of you, I'm sure, have done this. Uh, license plates. And we would start in, in Holland, Michigan, and, and the nine hours later, we would see who would find the most license plates from the, from the number of states. And sometimes there was even one or two from overseas. And how many could we find? That was always a favorite of mine. Then we played the, the A to Z alphabet game on billboards. First of all, we did it the easy way where you would find the letter of the alphabet any place on the board, inside of a letter, outside, whatever, or outside of the word. That was the easy way. And then we would do it where the, the, the word had to start with the letter of the alphabet that you're on. And that was a little more difficult. And of course, when you got to the Q's and the, what do you think was the hardest one? Yeah, X, right? And, except then we would see that medical billboard that said X-ray or something. We're going, yes, wonderful. And we go through that alphabet. And um, the game, I, I have to believe my dad invented this game. I think I shared that with somebody before. My dad invented the game, Who Can Be the Quietest? <laughs> now, parents, if you've never tried this game, it works. Who can be the quietest? And like, eh, with eight kids in the car, he, he just really was begging for some quiet. And we were pretty good at playing that until, of course, the first one gives in and we'd tickle or jab or something, do this or that to get us to speak. And then the other one and then another one and then another one. But we, we would play that a few times and sometimes by command of the person driving the car. It was either that or how many of you have ever, I hope you haven't done this, you stopped the car and told your child to get out, you're walking the rest of the way. <laughs> you ever do that? I've had enough. Can't handle it. You're walking. And I've had talked to one parent in the past who actually drove away from their child after they told them to get out. I hope that child is not in a psychiatric hospital today. Anyway, that's how things were back then. 
And one other thing we would do, because we were a family of singers, we would sing silly songs. And one I remember was something like, there, there's a, a hole, a, hole and a, a bump in the log in the hole in the bottom of the sea, and it just goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. A lot of silly songs. Um, this morning we're going to talk about how families traveled in the Old Testament. Uh, and, and, and they would travel to Jerusalem because... Three times a year, there were religious feasts that they needed to go to as a family. And these weren't just day trips or three-day trips. Some of them took anywhere from, from three to four to five to six weeks at a time, three times a year. And, of course, they didn't have license plates where they could just play the game or billboards to play the game. But one thing they could do is they could sing songs. Not silly songs like my family did as we traveled, but they were called a Songs of Ascent. Uh, songs of Ascent were songs for the journey. And, and Israel would be teaching their children as they would go these holy songs. And, and they're found in, in uh, Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. You'll see above, in, in the superscription above each, this is what they're called, Psalms of Ascent. And one of those psalms is Psalm 121. Now, this is one of the first psalms that I recall learning as a child in school. I think Psalm 23 kind of rules now. But, of course, as many of us had to uh, accept as time went on, I still know it in the King James Version because everything I memorized was King James. And even sometimes when I quote things, so forgive me if I do that, I'll be quoting sometimes King James from memory, and I have to then go back to the NIV and do it with the way our Bibles have it. There were Psalms of Ascent, and, and they, were, uh, they were prayer songs. Um, in fact, in one of the Bibles that I looked at this past week, uh, underneath Psalm 121, it actually said a traveler's song. A song to sing while you travel. And I recall a number of parents back in my day, they would actually read this psalm before they went on a trip. I think it's still a great practice to do. If you're going to go someplace, either an hour or four hours or across the states, Psalm 121 before you leave. It's a powerful song about those who travel. I had to have a filler sermon before we started the small group series, and so I was kind of looking for something to continue with a new year, and I was just drawn to Psalm 121 because I want to consider how, how we're going to travel through 2022. We're all going to go on a journey. We journeyed through 2021. We're going to journey through 2022 as well. And as we look at this psalm this morning, I want you to think about it as I read it now with you. Listen for words of comfort. Listen for words of, of assurance. Listen for words of encouragement. Because every year that we begin, we should read a psalm like this that reminds us when we journey, God journeys with us. With that in mind, if you have your Bibles, you may turn to Psalm 121. I'll be reading it at this time. One of the songs of ascent, a traveler's song. The psalmist writes, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Instead, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber or sleep. The Lord 
watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Verses 1 and 2 begin with a psalmist's powerful testimony. It's good to have, I've talked before about all of us need to have a testimony, and most of us can have one, two, three, or four or more testimonies of how God works in our lives. Verses 1 and 2 begins with a psalmist's testimony. He's about ready to travel with his family to Jerusalem, this journey of these religious festivals. And as they begin, they're kind of looking at the mountains ahead of them that they had to go through. And the mountains, of course, uh, there's different ideas of what they may have been afraid of or fearful of. But most scholars today talking about as they're looking at the mountains, they begin to think about the potential dangers that they're facing as they travel. And these could be things like thieves, robbers, bandits. It could be a wild, wild animal that they meet along the way. Or it could be as they went through the, to the valley part of, of, of the shallower parts of the mountains. It could be the heat of the day. So as they're beginning their journey to Jerusalem, they look to the mountains and just they, he comes with this question. He says, where does my help come from? And he answers it himself. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. This is his testimony. This is his personal testimony. This is a conviction that the psalmist had as he began his journey to Jerusalem. Now you'll find similar testimonies throughout the scriptures. Let me share three very quickly. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in time of trouble. And then these words from Psalm 54, surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. And then these words from Hebrews 13, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me. I want to have you just have these words kind of sink into to your heart and mind this morning. The Lord is my helper. Because as we begin, as, as we continue through 2022, uh, we can expect potential dangers and, and harm that's going to come our way and threats. Go back through any year that any of us have lived so far through. Each year brings its own set of potential threats and dangers. Could be health, finances, loss, hardships. Who of us would have known this thing called COVID was coming along? Going through it in 2021, beginning 2022 as well. Some of you uh, may have watched a commercial that's called Life Alert commercial. Right? It's some of these elderly people have this thing around their neck and, and they fall and, and they'll push the button and say, help, help, I can't get up, right? I can't get up. And what's the response? Who knows? Don't worry, help is on the way, right? You get that immediately response. It's a really nice thing if you have a parent, grandparent living alone, not bad to have. Help is on the way. We'll be there in just a minute. 
When we face life alerts, as we will in 2022, you've got to seek help from someone or something. And the psalmist says, don't waste your time looking anyplace else. Seek God's help. Because when you seek God and when you will need his help, which you will as you go through this year, God, in essence, is saying in this psalm, don't worry. Help us on the way. It might not come in a form or in which the speed you would like. it, But God says, don't worry. No matter what you face, no matter what danger, that no matter what threat, I will be there to help you. And that's got to give us all assurance this morning. It's got to give you some comfort and encouragement as, as you journey and go through this year together. I just want to first ask you this morning, is this your testimony as you begin this year and to start to go through 2022? Is this your personal testimony? Are you going to seek God as your help? Will you go to him when you face troubles? Congregation, from where does my help come? Repeat after me. My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Where when you, when you face it, when you meet people this year who are going through trouble, you say, oh, what's that psalm that talks about that I can bring comfort to someone who's facing a danger or a threat in their life? You say, okay, because I'm going to take this psalm, I'm going to put it on my refrigerator door so that I can remember the words, so that I can tell someone, listen, your help comes from God, maker of heaven and earth. And then the psalm continues, Psalm 121, verses 3 through 8, goes on to tell us how God is going to help us. So I just want to share with you just a couple of ways that the psalmist points out how God is going to be our helper. And that begins with verses 3 and 4. Now, when you read this, as I have, most of us will say something when we read it about saying, wait a minute, what is it that says, he will not let your foot slip? You kind of step back and you scratch your head for a moment and you say, wait a minute, he won't let my foot slip. Well, there was a lot of foot slippage in 2021 for me, if not earlier. So what is, what is the psalmist saying and what is God's word saying when he says he's not going to let your foot slip? Sometimes when you read the scriptures, you've got to understand the whole of scripture and of who God is and what he is saying. Sometimes things are not to be taken, now listen carefully, literally, in that God would not let your foot slip. Because we do know from experience and from reading other psalms that our foot is going to slip from time to time. What the psalmist is talking here about is strength and stability. That when you face a danger or a threat in your life, and we all will face something this year that's a threat or a danger, the psalmist is simply saying, listen, God is not going to let your foot slip. In other words, he's going to give you strength and stability when you face whatever danger come your ways, and he's going to be there for you. He's going to be your help and walk you through whatever danger or threat you're facing. Strength, stability as you travel. This has to give us that, that sense of security. As we enter this year again, as we face again this, this uh, real threat and reality uh, that COVID continues, this has to give us that sense of assurance. How many, how many of you have uh, walked the trail on Turkey Run? Number three. Yeah, okay. So, right, that's... We've been there maybe three, four, five times. We kind of like going there. And 
It's hard for us to get off of trail three because it's just a fun trail to walk. But for those of you who know, and we even questioned when we took Brenda's parents along who are in their 80s, should they walk trail number three? Because there's a part in trail number three as you're going through the gully where the water sometimes is running, and especially after the rain, you can, maybe some of you can picture this. There's a little walkway. It's about this wide, and it kind of has footprints in it, and it's right alongside of, of the stone wall here. And to walk it, you're kind of going like this a little bit, remember? I remember the first time Brenda walked it. I'm like, okay, I, I walked on the bottom alongside of her because I was going to catch her if she fell. If her foot slipped, right, I will catch you. Of course, when I'm walking across her, do you think she was down there ready to catch me? Oh, no, no, that wasn't going to happen. We did the same thing when their parents came because there was a danger of your foot slipping if you took that trail. And we wanted to give the assurance to her, to her parents, don't be afraid. We'll be there to catch you if something happens. This is God's assurance from this psalm. You don't have to fear as you travel. You don't have to fear when you, when you enter a place or, or wake up in the morning and something happens in a day which is not going to be a happy day for you. God is going to be there to walk right alongside of you and if need be to catch you and walk through with you whatever you're facing. That's the assurance that we have. In verses 3 and 4, he goes on to, to talk about this another way in which he helps and he says, listen, I'm just not going to be there if your foot slips, but I'm going to watch you 24-7. This gave the psalmist great comfort. 24-7, 24 hours a day, every day. God is going to be watching me. You see, unlike us, look what these verses say. God doesn't have to take a nap. God doesn't have to, 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 to sleep at night. God doesn't doze off, as some of us can do, which my wife reminds me a lot of. As I get older, while we're watching something at night, she has to, like, wake up. This is a good part of the movie, or the like, right? Wake up, you're dozing off. Unlike us, God doesn't doze off. I, I vividly recall, it was in fourth or fifth grade, when our, my son was playing in the, the uh, playground at the elementary school, and he fell off like the parallel bars or something that they had, the monkey bars, maybe they were called in those days. And he said, oh, my leg hurts a little bit. But the, uh, whoever was recess person didn't think it was bad enough to do anything. So he went through the rest of the day hurting. And then we were called like at 3.30, 4 o'clock saying, um, we think your son broke his leg. So we went to the emergency room with him and it was a bad fracture. So uh, they put him in traction. And, you know, your leg is up in the air like this, and you got weights at the end of the bed, and somehow they were adjusting this or that during the night. And every time those weights moved to adjust the traction, he would cry out in pain. And I didn't dare to close my eyes. I didn't dare to leave him. So for 48 hours, I'm right by his side. And when those weights would begin to move and adjust, I would grab it and move them in such a way to, to hopefully help him not feel the pain that he's having. For 48 hours, the only time in my life I didn't sleep for 48 hours, I was there watching him, making sure that he knew I was right by his side. But you know what? After 48 hours, when the next day came, I had to crash. I wanted to stay awake another day, as many days as necessary. But I had to sleep because my body couldn't take it anymore. 
we thank God that God is not like that. He never has to crash. He never has to catch up on a sleep for 24 hours a day, every single day, for weeks and years and through eternity. Boys and girls, God doesn't take a nap. He doesn't sleep at night. That's the kind of God we have as we journey through 2022 and face dangers and threats. We take comfort in that fact and have the assurance that no matter what happens to us, God is watching and very attentive to our needs. Even when sometimes you don't feel it, you know, you know what I'm talking about? You're kind of wondering, as the psalmist says elsewhere, where are you, God, when I'm hurting? God never leaves us alone. And for that reason, as we journey together, we have nothing to fear. Verses 5 and 6 tell us of yet another way in which God helps us as we travel together. Um, he uses the metaphor shade. And, and I don't know, boys and girls, teenagers, any of you have shades at home? Like, isn't this cool? Don't I look really cool? $200 shades. Do you believe me? No. Brandon, these are yours. And they're not $200 shades, are they? But I meet people. Shades must be really important because I remember meeting people. Some teenagers, they spend hundreds of dollars on a pair of shades because they're cool. Shades, and maybe you have a pair at home and you know how much you want to watch for them and look after them. Uh, the psalmist uses the word shades here. The, God, the Lord will be your shade at your right hand. It's the same word, it's the same Hebrew word used for shadow. In Psalm 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Shade, shadow, same word in Hebrew. And um, what this simply tells us is this. Just like with our shades that we wear, we wear them for protection. You wear these shades for protection from the sun. Uh, you may put on sunscreen for protection from the sun. We have things that we can put on that protect us from the heat of the sun. The psalmist says, that's what I have in God, whether it's the heat of the day, whether it's wild animals, whether it's bandits or thieves, God will be my shade at my right hand. He will be my source of protection wherever I go. I'm never alone. There's this old hymn that's going through my head for a moment. No, is it? No, never alone. That one some of you may recall. Never alone, never alone. Because God is always there protecting us. We, you and I can have this assurance as we go through 2022 that God is going to protect us. That doesn't mean he's going to rescue you or, 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 or trump every evil attack. Sometimes we have to go through trouble and hardship and dangers and threats. But through every single moment we do when we meet them, God never leaves us alone. Some of you may have heard of the term wingman. You know what a wingman is? See these three planes flying. There's one out in the front. And that, that's the lead pilot. The wingman is, can be on either side of the plane, but often talked about to your right and just a little bit behind the lead pilot. And what the wingman's job is on the right-hand side, a little further back, is to protect the lead pilot from all danger and harm. His or her eyes are always watching 
to see if anything is going to come after the lead pilot. That's the job of a wingman. As we journey through 2022, this is kind of what God is saying. He said, listen, for those of you who understand wingman terminology, I'm your wingman. Or even better yet, I am your wing God. I'm following you wherever you go. I'm going to protect you whenever something comes into your life. Whatever comes into your life this year, I'm going to be your wing man and your wing God, and I will watch over you and protect you. Boy, if that doesn't give you insurance or comfort, we need to remember that. And then finally, verses 7 and 8, where the psalmist, you know, as he's considering his journey, and he's kind of putting this all together, everything that was just talked about, the assurance that he received, the comfort that he's receiving, uh, where we hear this beautiful promise, this wonderful blessing, as um, he travels and as even we go into the new year, uh, verses 7 and 8, how the Lord is going to keep us, you know, wherever we go. But again, here comes that, that sometimes we scratch our head kind of phrase, the Lord is going to keep us from all harm. It sounds similar to, do not, he will not let your foot slip. In fact, Brenda, who's participating in this uh, recap reading here, just had come across that verse in her reading this week. And she goes, well, there that is again. He will keep us from harm. Well, guess what? He doesn't. Literally, right? We face harm and we go through harm and we meet harm often head on. He will keep us from all harm. And again, it's the same thing about be careful about taking something that, like that literally. We are going to face harm. What it's simply saying when he says, he will not, no harm come your way, God's promise is his presence and his security. When you meet harm head on, and you'll have to often walk through harm as some of us did in 2021. You'll have to walk through a time of harm and difficulty in 2022. God isn't going to keep you from it, but he's going to walk there right alongside of you, reminding you, you have nothing to fear because I'm your source of security and strength, and I will be there for you every moment. His promise is his blessing. God will protect us, not just going into 2022, but I am going to protect you both into the years to come, both now and forevermore. He said, that's my promise. And every promise we know is yes in Jesus Christ, who's promised as well to be with you always to the close of the age. So the journey begins. We're, we're some, what is it, the ninth, ninth today? We're nine days into the New Year's journey. And let's just keep in mind as we go through this year, and maybe some of these already have affected you in your life this year. We're going to face dangers and threats. Our foot is going to slip from time to time. We're going to need stability. God is going to watch us every single day, every single moment. God is watching. God will be our source of protection, and his promise is that he'll be there for us along the way. I want you to think back at 2021, which we quickly leave behind. And for those of us who have been through some difficult days last year, you have a testimony. You have a testimony to bring to others to say, you know what? Even though my foot did slip from time to time, and even though some harm came my way, God was there with me every single moment, all the way through, and even to this day, still walking me through the pain that I had to endure. Because that's the kind 
of God we have. And because of that, as we journey into the new year, we have nothing to fear. Nothing. So one last reminder. Congregation, where does your help come from as we enter into 2022? Repeat after me. Our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Father, we thank you for all that you are. We thank you for being our keeper, our watcher, our protector, our guardian, day in and day out. Some of us are going through already a time of difficulty and harm. We, we face potential threats in our lives that are already doing damage as we enter this new year. Some of us, well, we can expect something to come even through the course of this year. But Father, as, as we worship you this day and as we focus on who you are as our protector and keeper and guardian and watchman, we give you thanks that we can leave this morning and continue to go through this year with the full confidence and assurance that you'll be by our side every step of the way, no matter what comes into our path. So journey with us and may we give our testimony to others that when we do face harm and danger, that we can tell them about the God that we love through Jesus Christ who saved us, through Jesus Christ who's always promised to be with us wherever we go, that we can give our own personal testimony that even though the time was difficult, that I have a God who never sleeps and slumbers, but who's with me 24-7, 